Coffee is the great incentivizer in the office. It's a drug. It's quite literally a drug that speeds people up. I've tried coffee, fiber, laxatives. So wake me up when it's all over. When I'm wiser and I'm older. In the mood for hot coffee? When you are, nothing else will satisfy. It's good coffee. I'm going to drink it. This is some real good coffee right there. So wake me up. Want a urine sample from everyone and get me a latte. Don't mix up a two. You know, I've had 35 cups of coffee this morning. Can I get you some coffee? I just need something to help me think straight. Coffee. That's what we're talking about today. Who doesn't love? Well, a lot of people don't love coffee. I love coffee. My love really uh, started when I got into radio, though. I wasn't much of a coffee drinker in, like, say, high school. I remember my aunt was over at the house, my Aunt Jeannie, and she's like, why don't you try this? And I was like, eh, I don't know. And I was like, I don't, I don't want the caffeine. And she said, there's more caffeine in the sodas that you drink than in this cup of coffee. So I said, okay, I'll try it. And um, I, I've got a cup right here. And that was my um, initial response which was ironically my first uh, response to smoking a cigarette, initial reaction. And I developed a cigarette and coffee addiction. The two of those things together, plus a good dump. (laughs) That was the hat trick, right? But uh, in any event, thankfully, I no longer longer smoke uh, cigarettes, but coffee, that's another story. And you're going to meet momentarily through Merrill, Mostra Coffee up in Carmel Mountain here in San Diego celebrated a huge win recently. The the roaster, Mostra, named 2020 Roaster of the Year by Roast Magazine. The first time a San Diego-based roastery has won the competition since 2012 when Bird Rock Roasters was given the coveted award. So... If you're a coffee snob, you love coffee, you're going to want to listen to this one. First, I do want to thank uh, our sponsors. Thank you to March and Ash. You can find them, marchandash.com, San Diego's premier cannabis dispensary. They've got the brick and mortars, in-store experience happening in Mission Valley, out in Vista, Imperial County, coming to Chula Vista, City Heights later this fall. Today, the first day of fall. If you don't want to go into the store, they've got an amazing curbside pickup uh, situation going on. I know this because my friend Russ, I'm selling him out, uses their curbside pickup all the time. He orders online, and then he goes down to the Mission Valley shop, pulls in, does the transaction, and boom! It's so crazy. Isn't that crazy to think about? You know, when we were kids, those of us who indulged you know, you'd meet somebody at a park and do the transaction in the parking lot. You're all sketched out. Now the stuff's happening in real time in Mission Valley, like hundreds of transactions a day. It's, oh, it's insane. It's insane. I, I'm equally blown away by the uh, fact you can get mason jars of alcohol to go uh, at local restaurants. Uh, I love that program as well. So marchandash.com. You can do your ordering there. They also also have a uh, delivery service that you can take advantage of. 
And then I also want to thank Baja Bound Mexican Auto Insurance. In fact, they know everything about traveling south of the border into Baja or getting back across. They're a tremendous resource, even if you're not using them for auto insurance. Uh, just to find out the state of affairs given the current pandemic, BajaBound.com or check all their socials at BajaBound. In fact, um, surfing tomorrow, I'm going to go surfing with their owner, Jeff, who's an awesome dude, former local musician here in San Diego. We're going to go surf Coronado of all places. I haven't done that ever now that I think about it. And uh, yeah, BajaBound.com for your Mexican auto insurance needs. All right, let's talk coffee as I join Merrill on location up in Carmel Mountain at Mostra Coffee. And uh, this is how the conversation started. Why? I noticed that you were scoping me up and down. I, I, I don't know what's going on with the outfit today. Talk to me about the <laughs> outfit. What's wrong with my outfit? The, I'm, I mean, I know why you're wearing the Padres visor because yes. they made it into the playoffs. It's a very exciting time. Yeah, so that's cool. But it's just, it's a little weird the, having like a bright yellow visor what? indoors. Indoors, okay. Um, and then what else? I can't make fun of your mask because I'm also wearing a blue surgical mask. Okay. <laughs> And then what else? And um, then a Ponce's T-shirt. Yeah, I don't know. There's some some maybe some stains going on there. I don't really quite know. It's, I'm Where's gonna, I'm gonna hope it's salsa or tapatio or something. I don't see. And stains. then khaki shorts. I don't know. It's, it's, could you feel me judging you for real? I could. Your <laughs> eyes were scoping me up and down when <laughs> I was so when I was talking, and I'm like, that sucks, especially when we're in front of some guests here, because you you actually arranged this and tell us where we are today. I know we are at Mostra Coffee. I mean, you know already that I'm a coffee lover. Yeah caffeine lover and I know coffee that about connoisseur. you and I've been hearing about this place for the longest time because they just won micro roaster of the year okay which is a really big deal and I was reading that anyway in the coffee trades if you will and then I happened to see that this place is local how cool and I got in touch with the lovely lovely peeps and they're here today yeah this is stuff that we do we, we will often set up or this is something we want to start doing more of setting up shop at local businesses yes. offering that outreach and uh Hopefully we can help each other grow together. That's really what our mantra is here yes. at <laughs> Mostra Coffee. There you go. I'm ready to drink some caffeine. That was I an have some... awesome segue, <laughs> and you missed your beat. <laughs> no, I got it. I was All thinking right. about the coffee. What coffee do I have here? Okay, well, why don't well, we let them... We, yeah, yeah, we need yeah, to yeah, talk to our guests. Yeah, okay. Introduce. Hi, yeah, you can introduce yourself and, and what you do here. Hi, I am Jalyn Malone, and I'm one of the co-founders of Mostra Coffee. I am Bev Magsnong, and I'm also one of the founders and owners of Mostra Coffee. Cool. Now, were you guys friends before? Do you guys did you guys know oh, each yeah, other? Oh yeah, we're best friends. From really? High school. <gasps> so, what made you decide to get into business together? We have always wanted to be in business together. So, we have some crazy childhood memories of us being like 14 years old. That's the we best. We used to be in color guard Aww. together. It used to be really cool back then. Um, That's <laughs> funny. Is like the flags? That's the flags. Oh my gosh, honestly, color yes. guard at my high school was cooler than the cheerleaders. Right. Like, I feel like they were more popular and like prettier than the cheerleaders. No offense, but yes, yes. Yeah. So that was us <laughs> back then with the rifles. But we used to <laughs> we used to go to these tournaments where we'd be on the bus, and then we would just she would make these signs because we'd sit together, and it'd be like days like, okay, it's a long story, but no, we've got time. time. We have she time. Was, yeah. <laughs> We've got time. We would combine our last names and basically have this sign that said it was a day spa. 
and there was no rhyme or reason to it. She just did it. You know what I mean? So. So you ran a day spa in high school. We just wished we had one. And wished we were like, you had you the one. idea. You founded the idea. Creating. Businesses. We were just creating businesses together. I get okay. it. My yeah. best friend from high school. We've had. We're both now fifty. Our lifelong dream has been to open a Jewish deli together. You should. And we've never done it. See? And if we did it today, I would be sharing similar stories. Right. Did you guys help him with that? When we were (laughs) in high school, we used to produce fake IDs and sit in a bathtub against a giant California driver's lot. Yeah. We had our own little businesses together. A lot of them were illegal, but we had this (laughs) lifelong dream of opening a Jewish deli together and... You're inspiring me right now. How, there you go. How long have you been open, your operation here? So our company's been around for seven years now. That's a good amount of time. It is. Congratulations. Thank so you, you got over the initial hump. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we've just been thinking up of all these different um, businesses over the years, but her and I actually were doing a lot of charity work in the Filipino community. Cool. We're both Filipino-Americans. You know, our parents are from the Philippines, grandparents. And we took a trip out there back in 2009. And coming back from that trip, we saw just all the beautiful parts of the Philippines, but we saw a lot of poverty as well. Mm -hmm. We saw that there were so many resources out there, but they just didn't have any way of making sustainable living. So Mm. we came back from that trip and we were like, okay, what do we need to do to create a business where we can source stuff from the Philippines and help create sustainable living? Come on, that's awesome. For people there. Then we did some research. We found out that the Philippines actually grows high-quality Arabica coffee, and they used to be on the coffee belt. They used to be fourth largest coffee producers in the world, like back in the 19, was it? 1800s. Um, And so we were like, how do we bring it back there, right? Up to that level. So we were like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to be coffee roasters. We're going to source coffee from the Philippines. Wow. We're going to build a business here, bringing that coffee. And, and source then, it s- sustainably, too. Right. Like, like and then help families and, yeah, out there. Yeah. We didn't know anything about coffee. So let me just chime in. We didn't even drink coffee. We didn't really? drink coffee. Are you kidding? That's no. amazing. <laughs> we drank, like, frappuccinos. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Right. Like a hot chocolate or something. Yeah. So not you only did we not this drink was... coffee... But we didn't know anybody in coffee in the Philippines. Right. And you recognize this was an industry that could be revitalized. And why not be the Absolutely. folks behind? And I think that's tremendous. give back. Yeah, in know, a responsible and, way. Right. But we didn't know anybody in the industry. We didn't know anything about coffee. So, you know, when we told our families about it and our friends, <laughs> because I'm an opera singer... <laughs> Really? Yes, she is a TV host and an actress. Come on. Yes. And they said, uh, are you crazy? Like, what are you guys thinking wanting to do something like that? But, you know, seven years later, here we are, and we are one of the largest um, purchasers of Philippine coffee here in the United States. We were able to connect with people that help source that in the Philippines. We've brought it back here. We've created a business, and we've gotten this business up to winning 2020 Micro Roaster of the Year. So what does that mean exactly? Pardon my ignorance. Like, my experience yeah. in the coffee world is, um, like, uh, I live and spend a lot of time in the beach community. So I'm familiar with, like, Bird Rock Roasters. Yes. I'm familiar. And my buddy Clint, actually, you know Clint? Mm-hmm. We did the radio show yep. together. 
He's doing um, monkey paw oh, yeah, coffee right yep, yep. now. So where it's a small micro, and I, I know nothing about the industry. So can you en- enlighten us, please? Yeah, winning this award is, um, is basically like winning the Oscars in coffee. Um, because one, it's the largest award that a coffee company could just win like period they don't have another competition where like it's an enti- it's a an award that encompasses your entire business so um so bird rock uh, coffee roasters has one to, uh, in 2012 okay and um basically like the competition includes um you know learning uh, you have to submit information on your mission your values your vision for the company your sustainable practices your employee practices company culture what you're doing to um to for innovation in coffee mm-hmm. and in business and community outreach i mean it's like literally every aspect of what you do as a business Damn. is actually just the first part of the application okay and then once you become a finalist where they choose three finalists internationally um, then they ask you to send samples of coffee to um, to professional coffee judges wow. and creators around the country who blind taste your coffee. So this isn't just a regional award. This is no. a national award. International award. Inter- International. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, I really think I saw it in some, like, coffee lovers, you know, publication again, to begin with. part and of my ignorance. I was, I was the two of you seven years ago. <laughs> but I do actually like coffee. Yeah, but I don't know enough about it, and that's why this so is so interesting. Over the last seven years, we've been following the winners of roaster of the year i mean roaster of the year because it's just like it's that award so like i remember like i've met some owners of these other companies um that have won in the past and i've like honestly felt starstruck because i'm like wow like you've accomplished winning this award so like the fact that we've won like is so insane that's incredible don't i like literally have to remind myself like, you are the winner of 2020 Roaster of the Year. Did you get, like, a golden mug or something? No, we didn't get a no. golden mug. Um, but we got a feature on the front cover of Roast Magazine, which is a massive um, coffee publication. Um, and then just, like, a lot of press. Like, a lot of press. Because it's a huge culture, which obviously has a niche within the culture where you have these aficionados who, once you get this acclaim, yes. they're hunting you down, right? And it's crazy, too, because, I mean, like, the other winners of this award, some of them have had, like, they're just a lot more established. You know, they've got so many locations and... They're in different cities. Or they grew up on a coffee farm. Uh, Something, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's in their blood. Or, it's yeah, in there, yeah, but, you yeah. know, They're I worked roasting with yeah. my dad. But, like, we literally won with, like, one roasting facility in San Diego in Carmel Mountain Ranch, which, by the way, is, like, in North County, inland San right. Diego, which, like, I mean, especially coffee is not even on the map in this part of town. Right. So it's just, like, even in San Diego, it's it's crazy. But, um Kind of reminds me of beer with what Stone did with uh, with beer up here, where Stone kind of blew up here in North County, and everyone was like, yeah. "Where Escondido? Where the hell is Escondido? Yeah. And why is Stone so huge?" And yes. here you are, not too far from that. Well, speaking of Stone, um, we actually are known for being probably like the biggest provider of coffee for craft breweries across the country. What, including Stone? That's amazing. So um, we didn't do it this year, but the last five years. Um, we provided the coffee for the Shoko Vesa Mocha Stout for Stone, which is like their number one selling beer. Um, and it was nationally distributed. But we've literally provided coffee for like literally the best breweries across the country. And um, I think we're at about like eight or 900 collaborations. That's that we've insane. Done. So we've got like a whole nother niche market of like 
craft beer enthusiasts that like are super fans of our company. So that's just like another fun fact. You brought up Stone, and I was like, how can I not talk oh, about yeah, craft beer collaborations? I mean, there's a bunch of beer bottles back here. If you go to our other location, there's like I don't know. <laughs> 50 or 60 bottles. So tell us about the operation as far as the roasting operation is concerned. You just talked about the facility. That's a good transition. Tell me about the day-to-day. So the, t- the day-to-day, yeah. So our roasting facility is just about 10 minutes down the road. Um, we actually started out. So we started in my garage, like right across the street. Really? From here. That's awesome. Yeah. Best Almost story. Almost burned my house down <laughs> when we first started this. That's insane. <laughs> And then um, we got our first account with Tender Greens. Do you guys know? Oh, yeah. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then that forced us to move into this roasting facility. So what does that mean, in. your first account? You went to, you, were you yeah, going so door to door and account. pitching your, yeah, and basically. saying, will you carry our coffee here right. at Tender Greens? We operate out of my garage, but will you carry? <laughs> right. That's why I'm breaking it down. My coffee. It's absolutely yeah. why I'm breaking it down. Yeah. So we scored that one. And we were like, okay, time to, you know, get a legit place. And what did that account look like at the time? Like, how much coffee did you have to, not not financials, but it was cold brew stuff? Yeah. Growlers of cold brew. And then whole bean also. They did, like, hot coffee also. So we started with one of the locations down in Mission Valley. Okay. And then it turned into the Liberty Station. Got it. It tur- yeah, Mission Valley, UTC, and then downtown San Diego. So that gave you the well. momentum to get a legitimate facility. Yes, to move out of the garage and get a facility. And we're still in that same facility now. And we're actually expanding and taking the suite next door come November, which is great. Because we need awesome. it. But on a day-to-day biz- bi- basis, they're the ones that are roasting the coffee over there. They make all of our cold brew that gets pushed out to our retail locations. But that's where all of the manufacturing stuff happens. Retail bags of beans. Got it. Um, online orders happen, go out of you there process also. out of yep. there. So that's really like the heartbeat of the operation. Without that functioning, then the rest of the stores don't function. So. And then how do the beans get to the facility? Just uh, that's interesting to me. Like, do you go down to the yeah. docks or <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> so we work with um, some really great third party um, green bean distributors. So we've got a company out here in San Diego called Inner American. And then our coffee production team just works with various people. I mean, when it was just us, right. <laughs> we had this one green bean provider and we would get all of our beans from there. And then we just got really busy and we were fortunate to get a really good quality control team. Our head roaster, they both actually came from Bird Rock. Whoa. Yeah. So their coffee pedigree is really amazing. So I'm dropping a lot of references that tie right back to the coffee. Yeah, but they just, I mean, they are what we call sample roasting. So they're getting different samples of different farm lots from different companies. They're bringing it in and they're sample roasting them so that they can cup them, which means it's the industry's way of tasting coffee. They just taste coffee all day, and then they decide which coffees they want to bring in. So it's this whole process of find out what's out there, bring it in, roast it up, cup it, taste it. Crazy. And it's a daily situation, and then they they bring in the coffee. Then they have to roast it again different ways, you know, multiple what we call roast levels. Yeah. 
of one kind of coffee, <laughs> and then they taste them all again. At the and different then, levels yes, to find yes, out what's levels. most optimal. Right. And then they decide this is the roast level that we're going to put out to market, basically. Got it. And then it gets pushed out to the website, to the stores, and everything. So Okay, wait, I have to ask really quick, too, for the coffee purists. So the Philippines in general, because I know, because, yeah, I was just going to say, because I'm really interested in even the soil and how close it is to volcanoes can have to deal with, like, the acidity of the product. So, I mean, we won't go into a whole big thing, but in a short right. answer, kind of what's the, the general taste of of the coffee from Philippines or, you, you know, know what? the qualities? You know what? Um, it really depends. You know, it can vary from... Um, from farm to farm, you know, depends mm -hmm. on um, the harvest, you know, but depending on how you roast the coffee is what's going to determine what flavors you're bringing yeah. out of it. So for the Philippines, we actually do direct trade, which means that we actually go to the farm. We see the farmers. Cool. We work with them. So they you've all been went to the, You've the personally trip. obviously been to the farms. Yes. Well, I haven't yet because... You know, I lost my passport like a few weeks before they uh, all left. Oh, my <laughs> Come God. Come on, Beth. Let's get together. <laughs> I know. That's something I would do. Right. And then my husband found it, you know, like five months later. In the in couch. The yeah, in the couch. But, yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. Always the couch or the garage. <laughs> so I convinced this girl to go. Um, but they went there and they were able to just see how everything happens on the farm, which was a really significant moment for sure. us because you know, of all of our efforts and our whole mission is around the Philippine coffee. So um, we're able to do direct trade with them, meaning, you know, they get the money that we pay for the coffee mm -hmm. versus, you know, a third party, you know, yeah. and we have no wow. connection to the And coffee. that was my follow-up question. I'm curious, during your trip, did you have the opportunity to um, meet any of the families that were working these farms and seeing firsthand the difference that you were mm -hmm. making in their lives? We actually stayed with them the entire time. We lived in their house with them for four days. And it was really the most magical experience. Like Bev said, I mean, we literally started this thing because of a charity trip we did to the Philippines where we had dreamed up that we were going to one day source coffee from the Philippines and then to actually be on a farm right. yeah. in the Philippines with the family that's growing it um, and it was it was really an emotional and magical experience and um, and honestly, in like the most fulfilling and rewarding to be able to like connect with these people and be like, okay, my efforts in the United States, you know, through my business at Moster Coffee are directly impacting like right. your life, your children that are going to college. Mm -hmm. I met all of them, you know, and it was just like, you know, you were able to like physically see like how you were contributing. And then we actually got to like hike down to like different other um, farmer families who were also contributing oh. to the coffee that we were purchasing and meet all of them and their kids. I mean, yeah. I just cried like three or four times every single day, <laughs> yeah. right. you know, just talking to these people. And it was great too. Cause you know, I'm Filipino um, American. And so like, you're just like, you feel like you're looking in the mirror with these people yes. because I mean, we live in completely different countries, but like culturally there's so many similarities sure. right, to my own family at home. Um, it was just, it was amazing. Yeah. And then you see that, you know, you're, they're gainfully employed and not working in these fields or on these farms making, you know, three cents a day. Yes. And that is what a lot of these farmers are getting paid. Bingo. Unless people like Mostra or this other company we work with, Calzada, who are actually like taking care of these people. I remember, so 
our business partner, Sam, um, Bev's husband, went to the Philippines in 2015. Um, and that was actually the first direct trade trip we did. And he stayed at the farm with the people. Um, and literally when he like shook hands with them and said, okay, I'm going to buy your coffee. Like they, and for the rate that he offered, they were crying oh. like they won the publisher's clearing house. I bet. <sighs> I and bet. he called us and we were like, we made it. Yeah. yeah. He was probably, honestly, he was probably concerned he was low balling them and they're like, oh my yeah. God, yeah. you changed yes. our lives. I mean, yes. honestly, for, for what you're probably paying them for a day, that could sustain them for a, a week or two weeks just oh. alone for like per hour. A month so, compared yeah. to... Yes, and I mean they, they live a very simple life mm-hmm. in, the, in the highlands of you know um, some of these different parts of the Philippines. So, yeah, it doesn't take a lot to live out there. So what we are offering them is a lot, and I mean we've as a company um, really have been able to contribute a lot to the Philippines. It's been really amazing to do that. How cool! Now um, I wanted to ask a couple of questions about uh, how you've pivoted, if you will, that overused word during the <laughs> pandemic. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> Everybody, but I call um, it panicking. <laughs> but before we get to that, I am curious. We're we're not a business podcast by any means, but as somebody who has a small business and I'm trying to do my own thing now during a transition, and how much of it were you able to do on the uh, on on your own? versus having to go out and generate investor cash and all that. We, um, us owners, we own 100% of nice. our company. That's yeah. awesome. So um, from the beginning, it's been all bootstrapping. You know what I mean? Ask mom, ask grandma. That's my ask, question, yeah. And ask your, like literally. Your Even during the expansion. During expansion, yeah. Because for us, it was about retaining as much of the company, mm-hmm. you know, um, especially in its infancy so that we can build it grow it, you know, have that valuation, you know, increase before we have to bring in someone. And, you know, when it's your baby, it's scary bringing in investors. Heck yeah. Especially when it's a business where there's a lot of creativity involved. You know what I mean? Um, We're very, very, we're obviously really involved in the company still. And it's not that easy to have somebody else, you know. Come in and tell you what to do. Take that shark tank. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Except if I was a business, I'd probably like fold in shark tank in 10 seconds and be like, Mark Cuban, you get 90%. Okay. (laughs) I always watch and I'm like, wow. I'm more your style where I'm such a control freak. Yeah. Yeah. That it's really hard for me to give up my baby. Right. And if people try to influence or throw in their opinions I get more protective that's yeah right. and I mean I, that's not the only way to do it you know what I mean right. and I'm not even saying that it's the right way mm-hmm. to do it for us particularly that's just the way it rolled out yes. you know and I'm I just mean, a big fan of bootstrapping too you know totally. started in your garage like Steve Wozniak with Apple yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah come on. we literally got you know ten thousand dollars from my mom and got a one pound roaster yeah she got five thousand dollars from her grandparents and got Four bags of beans, like beans. <laughs> really? That's awesome. You guys are so amazing, for real. You're talking my language. This so is amazing. I, and just on that note, I mean, I think that like that adds to the magic of Moster in general is that like you know it really has been like a community family effort. It's like everybody's families have just come together to support our business. I mean, I literally have like two of my sisters working for the company. My dad worked for us for four years, it's making incredible. all of our cold brew. Um, so it's like not only did we get that support on the like financial end, but even just um, in like as employees, like I'm um, just supporting the business. And then, I mean, when we started out, we were literally because we didn't have a retail location. We were literally doing every like fair 
an event that mm-hmm. we could do to sure. like market ourselves. And literally our families would come through our siblings, our best friends, our siblings' husbands, I mean, whatever, would come through and they would be our staff so we didn't have to, like, hire yeah, anybody. Yeah, yep. And it was just this, like, moving family business that was just going around. So it's just been family and community, like, the entire time. And it still continues to be that way. And I think that, like, there's just a lot of, like, I keep using the word magic, but it really is what it is. It's but that's the way it happens. It's all timing and you, you tap into that energy. You call yes. it magic. I call it energy. It's same word. It's literally yeah. the same thing. It's that energy that's just con- that has continued to be poured into the business paired with like our like genuine and authentic and honest like intention to help people. Yeah. And give back, you know, to farmers in the Philippines, give back to people locally to, pre- to provide jobs or even a place for people to be able to enjoy coffee as they are um, right now. So there's just a lot of just like good energy and intention being poured in all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Meryl then, hates know, when I use that word, by no, the way. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> he says it. It's like, no, but I'm also going to say, I hope this is, please tell me if this is insulting or bad or whatever. But like, this, I'm trying to pay a compliment, but this is why I also, I love the Filipino culture to me. Like, I don't know how to say it in today's weird terms, but like a lot of my Filipino friends are um, like, I just feel like food and family and good energy, you know, good energy is really yeah. important. And I think you guys are like, it's just, that's wonderful that you guys are highlighting what's also happening in, in the country itself because I feel like that's the, the ethos I feel like of at least the people that I have around in my life you know totally. I don't know how a compliment could be insulting See, in 2020 no, but totally you, you get what insulting. I'm picking up yeah. yeah no because we always say that um, I mean as far as our company culture you know what we tell our staff you know what I mean it's rooted from that Filipino culture of like, yeah. hey, how are you going to treat somebody when they come into your house? You know, yeah. when yes. you come into a Filipino house, it's you're amazing. Like, Welcome, you're I, being my fed favorite friends, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've never yeah, right. seen so much food. <laughs> Me too. I've yeah. Yeah, seen, yeah. You guys love to feed And your, it's a variety right. of food too. It's like all over the map. It's like here have an egg roll, yes. a piece of cheesecake yeah. or some and it all tastes like, good. Huh? Yeah. It's like not allowed to not have Enough food for about, you know, 100 families. Yes. <laughs> and if you don't eat, you feel guilty. Yeah, you do feel uh, guilty. Yeah. And if you don't take a plate home, you're same. also... Yeah, yep, you're also same. Yeah. Got to take a so plate not to, home. Not to stereotype, but I feel like you guys... You're already no, stereotyped. Yeah. <laughs> totally in the best way possible, it feels yes, like family absolutely. and community are important. I totally... And, t- I'm sh- she does, too. Takes it as a compliment, good, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So we just approach that. that's our approach here Mm -hmm. you know and with our community you know how do we treat them if they're coming into our home because that's exactly what's happening sure talk to me about um covid and how that has Mm -hmm. interrupted your business yeah so covid 2020 right it's still going yeah still going yeah (laughs) um no when covid happened i mean obviously it hit everybody it hit us as well And I think for us, we just, you know, we were constantly watching the news or, you know, just trying to figure out what's happening so that we could forecast, you know, what was going to happen the next day, the next day after that. So we like pivoted, right? Everybody uses that word pivoted, (laughs) but we pivoted really fast, meaning even before they started shutting down places, 
before they even stopped letting people um, dine in, we took out all of our chairs. We took out everything. Really? Yeah, because we were just like, you know what? This is going to happen over the next yeah. couple of days. And obviously, we saw it, right? It was starting up in the Bay Area. Then it would LA would yeah. hit. And then we were Truth. like, okay, it's just a, a matter of time before San Diego you know, adopts the same thing. So let's just do it now. Be proactive. Yep. Proactive. Yeah. So we, we did all of that. We ended up um, getting a mobile app, you know, so we could provide curbside service for customers, for people that just didn't feel comfortable to come inside. But yeah, we definitely saw a drop in stores by yeah. probably 30%, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but then with that, again, winning 2020 micro of the year. Yeah. It sucked that it happened this year, and at the same time, it was amazing that it happened this like year. Like the Padres. Because, yeah, <laughs> it exactly. sucks it's happening this year, but it's, it's, like it's like amazing. Well, it's amazing. Yeah. Meryl yes. making fun of my visor. <laughs> Son of a visor bitch. Of, of years, all right? years. But yeah. still, it's an accomplishment. Let's be honest. Yeah. And, yes. and should be celebrated, and I think it's incre- on all fronts, it's and, incredible. Yeah, I was going to say, people that are concerned about safety and all that stuff uh, in your local to San Diego, this is a really great place where you can get coffee and sit outside, and I would feel very safe here if I was a, yeah. a, a worried person. So, yeah. So, you know, but if yeah, so me. winning that award, it just skyrocketed our e-commerce, actually. So people all over the world home, wanted, to, wanted right. to try the product. So when, everybody, when everything got shut down nationally, everybody was going online and searching, okay, maybe best coffee, best coffee roasters maybe. And then we just, we saw our e-commerce grow wow. by like 300%. That's awesome. You know, so it was one of those things where we're just so fortunate. I get that it. There are a lot of people that are in that same yeah. place in all di- in all different industries. Right. I got friends who work in action sports who have been hurting for years. They're like, we've never, we can't produce enough skateboards to keep up oh, with the yeah. demand. Mm-hmm. Where and for now, years they couldn't move them. They're like, we're losing to Amazon. Like, mm-hmm. like the like the biking industry. Biking industry. Oh, yeah. Can't keep anything. Ridiculous. In stock. Nothing in stock in bike stores. Ridiculous. It's the same thing. Right? So camper vans. No. Yeah. You should be celebrated and never feel guilty. for for success no matter what uh at least you know as long as you're cool and you're not doing unethical stuff <laughs> let's be honest that being said uh, w- where can people find you and if they want to order because we're, we're a digital network so it's all about online ordering more than actually coming into your shop right 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 yeah no so you can um you can come and get our coffee at mostracoffee.com that's m-o-s-t-r-a coffee.com we've got our online store there we also have um a subscription service if you want really yeah yeah so you can also order coffee that way um and then if you are in san diego you know get a get download our app and you know you can do like bev said curbside or express pickup Um, and where are your locations exactly so we're in currently we're in 4s ranch um Really close to Ranch Bernardo. Yep. And then Carmel Mountain Ranch. Carmel Mountain Ranch. Yeah, right off the 15 freeway. Well, I wish the two of you continued success. And thank you for what you do here in the community and Meryl making this connection. I know. I love you guys. And I was going to say, if you come here or whatever, just get the campfire latte. Because I feel feel like I can literally like bounce up and down like 11 feet right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So thank you so much. Yeah. And what else do you recommend if somebody hits your site for the first uh, first time consumer? 
You know what? Um, if you are somebody who likes to take cream and sugar with your coffee, I would say probably like our Brazil Oberon coffee has just been so solid for so many years. Um, but our number one selling coffee is actually our Philippine coffee. It's hmm. our Ghost Bear blend. Okay. The Ghost Bear? Ghost Bear blend. I like it. Yeah. So that one, I, don't, I have yet to recommend that coffee and someone not say that's their favorite really okay super good and it's so cool because it's it's featuring philippines how cool well congratulations again and continued success to the two of you you guys thank you the canturi show